Happy Halloween! Halloween. Uh, welcome to Coffee and Tequila. My name is Zach. My name is Alistair. <laughs> In this episode of Coffee and Tequila, it's currently being sponsored by Helix Sleep, as always. We'll let you know a little bit more about them a little bit later. But, y'all, we started off this month, the first episode of this month, we said, we don't want to be vampires this year. We're always vampires, you know? That's the only cost- couple's costumes we ever end up doing. We're only ever vampires. So we're gonna, be, we're gonna do something. Do. We're going to be something different this year, right? We're going to be something different. Okay. So, um, <laughs> we're vampires. We're vampires. <laughs> I guess that's just what we are, you know? I just we got to accept it at this point. I don't know. <laughs> that's who we are, and that's what just... This is... Right now, what y'all are watching is an interview with the vampire. Yeah, this is kind of our Halloween episode. We have a little competition going, so we each wrote a short horror story, a short yes. scary story. We're going to read those in the next segment right after we come back from break. And um, first... So... Do we do um, drinks first? I have been really slacking as mm. the quote-unquote resident bartender here. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually making drinks this time, guys. I am making inspired by my friend, our friend, Sage, spooky uh, margaritas. And uh, I actually got, well, actually, this is hers, but it's like black salt yeah. um, to cover the rims. And then I have skulls and bones that are green. The ice? Yes, ice. 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 Yeah. Oop, oop, oop. Okay, okay. It's looking spooky already. Okay, don't judge me. Here I got two ounces, two ounces of this fresh looks like something lemon juice. It don't look like lemon juice. Let me I tell got, you. I got that. some ice in here too to to freeze it up a little bit. I got some ice in here too to freeze <laughs> it up a little bit. Sage came over to our house and made these uh, margaritas when we. She's been recently. She had never seen the Scream movies, right? And so we went. Alma Draft House was having a Scream brunch, and so we went and saw Scream with her. And I didn't. I didn't think she was going to like it because she's not a horror movie gal, but she loved it, and she was she was real into it. So um, we last Friday night had a Scream Two watch party. So we're going to take her through the the rest of the movies. And she came over and she made um, some blue margaritas with us that ended up being black. And it was just perfect for the movie. And so I think you're, is that your inspiration here? That is exactly it. Okay. I'm putting it in this martini shaker. It's not a real shaker. I couldn't find our shaker. There you go. And it doesn't have a top to it. So I'm going <laughs> to go like this. Baby, no. That's <laughs> bad. You're not even thinking straight. Okay. It's going to be put more your, of put, your, put your palm over it. It's a, oh, yeah. You're right. You're right. That's a good idea. Do you, oh, oh, we've, I do also want to bring up just like one quick topic because technically this should be a morning show. You should be seeing it like it during the evening, though. It's not actually a morning show. But we've had people in the DMs asking us about have we heard that Taylor Swift, kind of a follow up to Taylor Swift, that she removed the, uh, the, the shot with the scale saying fat from the music video to Anti Hero. That came out the day after, or the day that we put out our I, It was either too. the day after or the day of, but it's... Let me say something. <laughs> and cheers to something. Spooky to Taylor season. Swift. Ta- I mean, spooky yeah, season. Spooky, spooky no, season. I'm not to cheers to Taylor Swift. And Taylor Swift. Um, pretty damn good. You did a good uh, job, baby. This damn video, like, yeah, they took... She took out... It was on YouTube and on Spotify, and she took out the, the shot that says fat. I think that's some shit. I think that's some bullshit that she that she took that shot out. I understand it was like public pressure, right? Um, and it does the fault's not really on her, but I think that is some fucking bullshit. Like you can have your opinion, you can offer the critique, you can you can criticize it, you can tell you you know all of that good stuff, right? You like 
we have the opportunity here to to have a dialogue about these things and to give our input and you know give our opinions about certain things but you cannot police what an artist does with their art that was not anybody else's decision to do that and it did come down to her right she did it herself she pulled it out i mean but she, she did it herself and it's it's whether you like that or not i think there was a book a gay romance mm. written by a woman where i think they made a reference to harry potter and she, in every reprint of the book, is that is not included anymore. And she got a lot of backlash from it. Um, and I, I think it's up to the artist. If the artist removes it, that's her choice. Right? It's, it is ta- totally Taylor's choice. If somebody choice. else is yeah. removing it, then that's, that, that's a different story. It's just so stupid, you know? Let people have their own... Let people have their art. If you don't like it, just move on. Go do something else. How about that? I think that's a good rule of thumb, right? Like, quit policing other people's art. Um, okay, so what we're gonna do here is we have a game that we're gonna play, right? Usually when we play this game, we, we have, like, I don't know, four or five, six other people. The goal here is to get somebody else to take a shot, right? So yeah. you're trying to get it to their part of the board. Usually you have four people, one on each side. So I think for this time, we're gonna do, like... If you get to my side or if I get to yours, as we go, kind of yeah. like this, checkers. And then whoever loses takes a shot. Shot. A shot. I feel like weird with these teeth and I might I'm, have to I take might them, take out, them out, at out at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's impeding my speech. Um, yeah, so the goal is just to get the shot glass to, to either one side. Um, we're supposed to have solo cups and it's like flip cup. And if you don't know what flip cup is, you just take the solo cup, put it upside down, and you like flip it with one hand. And when it lands upright, then... You get your go, right? So what we're going to do now instead is we each have a it's a die, right? A die. A die. And we're going to roll until one of us gets a six. A six or a one. Let's say a six or a one. That's good. Well, mm. a six or a two. That way they're both even numbers. You want to just do even numbers then? Until one of us gets an even number. Even numbers. If we get an even number, then you get to move, okay? And or maybe ha- you do even numbers. I do. Oh, never mind. It's too complicated. <laughs> it's too getting too complicated do now. So, all right. So, this is what we're going to do, all right? And we're going to do best two out of three. Sound good? Best two out of three? Two out of three. What do you mean best two out of three? Whoever gets two wins. You got to take two shots. No. Yeah. It's, oh, I couldn't do it. Okay, if you started... Alistair no. did it. <laughs> no, sir. Alistair, I did it. No. Okay, take your shot now, Pogi. I don't want to you do see, it. We see this, what this punk does. <laughs> you try you try to mess with me, and you're going to get the horns. Mess with the bull, get the horns. Okay. Do another one. We're doing it again. Was that too easy? Do you want to go back to a one or a six now? You want to try that? Let's do a one or six. <laughs> no, let's do two or six. Two or six. Why? I don't know. Okay. I don't like the one. We'll go. One or six. We'll do one or six. One or six. Okay. Ready? Three, two, one, go. <laughs> get away. Get your hand away from it. <laughs> okay. New rule. You need to put your hand away from it. You cannot hover. I think I'm you so, cannot hover. I don't, I don't know if I'm playing the game. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's what tequila is that? This is the best uh, tequila that you uh, get. Son of a bitch. I can taste it in my teeth. Okay. Pour it a little bit more. We're going to go again. Do not hover your finger 
over the shot glass. You cannot do half a shot. Okay. My face feels a little spicy. Let's do it. Ready? Ready? And go. go. <laughs> there you got it. Um, we love our Helix mattress. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bottoms up, baby. Bottoms up. Here. <sighs> terrible, terrible, terrible. Okay, well, that's two out of three. Done, done it. Babe, you know one. we're called coffee and tequila, right? Should have done coffee shots, too. <laughs> no. Like little coffee injections. Just a little <laughs> something. I'm trying to think. We we have any topics? How you How you doing today? Well, are we not going to talk about any horror stories? We are, right after the break. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, I don't think I have much, except for, oh, White Lotus, apparently. (gasps) Theo Theo James. Theo James. His dick. Is a penis thing. But it's not a real penis. It's a prosthetic penis. I don't know. When did you hear about that? You never know about anything until like a week later. Shut up. We're gonna watch White Lotus. Somebody news of news of a celebrity penis showed up on the internet, and he 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 didn't know that Betty White died for like a week, but now he knows that about is not penis true. I knew on the that. internet. <laughs> like, Olivia Newton John is dead, but Theo James' penis pops up, yes, and you you didn't there. let me know that Olivia Newton John was dead. Meanwhile, I was listening to her music for the rest of the night while you're editing. Psycho killer. Guess guess say. Uh, Boom, 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 boom. That's not Olivia Newton-John. That's not her. <laughs> She's a physical girl. She's physical. 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 What do I have? Do I have anything? Jeffrey Dahmer. Everybody's talking about the Jeffrey Dahmer show still. You know what? I thought I was going to see some Jeffrey Dahmer costumes this year. I saw. The, I didn't see any. I saw on Twitter somebody said that there was this guy that got kicked out for being in a Jeffrey Dahmer costume, but he wasn't in a Jeffrey Dahmer costume. That's oh, it was right. just him? That's how he, that's how he dresses. I feel like people are being inspired by his, his, his way of dressing, or at least the show's way of dressing. We haven't seen it yet, and we really want... I don't I don't actually want to watch it, I have to be honest. But I've been having people tell me to watch it. My mom told me to watch it, and now our friend Troy, um, who's been on the show a couple times, has told me, us to watch it and said that it's actually handled really well. And I trust Troy's judgment when he says things. I have to. I have to. Yeah, I just took mine out. Uh, I do trust toys. <laughs> toys? <laughs> Is it really I, that hard to take out? It's going to stuck. I better not pull my fucking Let's tooth see. out. Let me tell you that much. <laughs> Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Why is it? Ah. Oh. Why is it stuck like oh that? Oh my gosh, Halloween's turning into a real life. Why is it stuck <laughs> turning into a vampire? <laughs> God. Well, our... <laughs> <laughs> do you remember when Carla Beth turned into the mask? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the Yeah, I, I, trust, I trust Troy's judgment. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Um, and he says that the, the show was handled really, really well, actually. And so I know there's a lot of controversy surrounding it, but I think, I'm, I, think I do want to watch it. I'm going to wait a little bit. The problem with it is, you know, I am into true crime. So it's like something that should be up my alley, right? But like gay trauma is still something that I, I, I we've had a lot of it. And something like this, especially, I've seen the crime scene photos. I've seen, like, I was a very morbid teenager who looked up all the shit, and it left me a little bit scarred. And so I'm like, mm, I don't know if I want to watch something like that. I already know the truth of it. I know, I don't know if I need to watch that, right? Well, and 
I saw something somewhere where like, hey, you know where we are at right now in gay representation where uh, the number one show is a movie about a real life serial killer who um, killed and ate uh, gay people and uh, bros only makes $5 million at the box office. Well, I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't go into that. No, Sorry I wouldn't. Nope. I don't agree. I don't agree. And we got to make sure that we mention it's not only gay folks that he was like victimizing. It was, he was victimizing and preying on people who were gay folks of color, right? It's because the system was not looking out for those people. And that's what really like hurts as well. It's like, it's a sad, sad story. Like it really is like such a, a dark chapter in lgbt history and i was seeing uh so like netflix removed lgbt that that sort of like category from dumber and ryan really? murphy actually put out some sort of interview or statement or something where he was talking about that and he said i was actually really disappointed by it because like it or not not you know not every lgbt story is a happy ending most of them are not especially true stories and like this is a part of history and this was a really dark part of history and there was a reason that you know he got away with it for so long and it was because the system was letting down these like gay people of color and we should acknowledge that like you have to acknowledge history and i completely agreed with that um i thought that was a really great point um I also know that he's getting a lot of backlash for not cons people are saying that or families are saying that he, they weren't consulted by him or they, they weren't asked. Yes. But he says that he, he reached says, out to each yeah, family. He says that this has been like in production for like three years. Right. And in that three years, they were reaching out to, to the families and stuff like that. So I don't know what the truth is there, but um, I'll say my, my personal opinion is I, I don't care to watch it. Yeah. Um, if you watch it, I'll watch it with you. Um, but, yeah. but personally, like, I think, well, I'm, 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 a, I'm a big horror fan too. And I would call this horror. I think this is horror. Cause it's horrible. I'm not a I, I, I can't do cannibalism stuff though. The cannibalism stuff is a little bit too far for me. That's where I kind of like bow out, but people are telling me this show is really good. I already knew Evan Peters was going to be really good and we haven't had an easy Nash moment in a good while that I really want to watch it for an easy Nash. Nisi the neighbor, Nash. the uh, neighbor, the neighbor, <laughs> neighbor Nash, um, the neighbor. Yeah, I think we should come back with like an opinion on it though, and talk about the show. Uh, let us know if you've if you've watched it, and if you if you would or, recommend or it. If, if you think that we should watch it. So I I saw somewhere I'm not sure if it's real or not, but that Evan Peters was asking Ryan Murphy that his next yeah. role be more uh, romantic comedy and less. <laughs> Serial killer. <laughs> Poor Evan Peters. Only, you know what? He has black eyes, though. He has serial killer eyes, I have to admit. You have serial killer eyes. Yours aren't black, but they're serial so killer So you eyes. don't consider my eyes romantic comedy you, material? No, 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 no. I'm like wow. deeply enthralled. I see how it is. In your eyes. I guess we're not going to have our bros romantic comedy. In a crazy way. You have crazy eyes. And I fell in love with those. Psycho killer. <laughs> I, I, I think I'd love to see him and, uh, yeah. gosh, what's her name? Uh, very, very forgettable. Um, she was in uh, the fourth Scream movie. She's uh, related to Julia Roberts. What's her name? You know they dated for a long time, right? Emma Roberts. Oh, yeah, she was abusive. I forgot. How did you forget that the tequila's hitting you? It's no, hitting me I a little forgot. bit, I have to I, say. The two shots real faster. No. No, I forgot that Emma Roberts and then Evan Peters were actually dating. Yeah, and she 
she like got arrested for them. They got in like a hotel room fight. This is the thing though that I see on social media is people are like, oh, Emma Roberts is so abusive. She's abusive. They were abusive to each other. They were abusive to each other. She just like beat the shit out of him in a hotel room and got arrested for it, right? But they were both like the the blind atoms of it all. Well, you know what? I've seen shirts that she's wearing and she's been t- she's tiny. She is tiny. I have one right there. I don't know if people can see it. I have a screen used Jill Roberts shirt. That is right there. <laughs> of this episode of Coffee and Tequila is kind of being sponsored by Helix Sleep, and we uh, will let you know a little bit more about them a little bit right now. <laughs> oh, spooky. Quick on my feet on that one. We love our Helix Sleep mattress. Uh, we have a king size and a queen size. We also have two pillows and their uh, okay. slate gray sheet sit. We have like everything he yes. sleep in our Actually, we have four pillows because you bought two more of their pillows. Yeah, six pillows, actually, because we, we had six? four more of them. We had four and then we got two more. Okay. Never mind. We've we got a, pillows. we are we we live by We really Helix like sleep. those pillows. We truly live by well, Helix Sleep. When I, I say two free pillows, I mean it, guys. He means I it. Okay. Mean, so when we get to the end cool. of that. <laughs> they are cool. I cannot sleep on any other pillows. I have to have those pillows. You have to understand that this is like a genuine like partnership. Literally, that we have when with we you. go yes. and travel places, I bring those <laughs> pillows with me. Uh, you know, you know when you go to a hotel and you lay down on the bed and you sleep on the pillows and you're like addicted to them and you really want them for like your own house. We do that now, and we. We're are like, disappointed. This, we're, 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 at first, we're like, "Oh, this sounds, re- this feels oh, this really great." Nice. Like the hotel that we were at the uh, last weekend, yes. like the pillows. Where I was like, "Oh, these are firm, baby." I don't know if a helix sleep can live up to these. We woke up the next morning and we were like, "No, I was hot <laughs> in the middle of the night. I turned yeah. over the pillow, and it wasn't cool. It wasn't a helix sleep pillow. A helix sleep pillow. You don't even have to turn it over." Now it's time to tell y'all a little bit about our sponsor for today's episode, Helix Sleep. Helix is a premium mattress and a box company that makes beds to fit your unique sleep style. Helix knows that everybody is different and everybody has their own unique needs and so they've made a sleep quiz that'll match you with your perfect mattress based on your needs. I am an all over sleeper, Alistair is more of a side sleeper. He likes a firm mattress, I like uh, you know, more medium. We took the quiz together and we got the Midnight Mattress. And one of the best parts about Helix is that they deliver the mattress right to your door for free. It comes rolled up in a box and is super easy to set up yourself. And if it makes you nervous to buy something online that you haven't tried, Helix has a 100 night sleep trial, so you get more than three months to make sure that you absolutely love it. And if you don't, they'll pick it up for you and you'll get a full refund. Well, if you're somebody you know is in the market for a new mattress and you think that Helix Sleep sounds right for you, you can go to helixsleep.com slash tequila and you can get up to $200 off of your mattress and two free pillows, two free... Two free pillows. Or it's manual focused. You got to go right here. Two free pillows. (laughs) I guess without further ado, it's time to kind of... Oh, dip into it? Dip into our own horror stories. Oh my gosh, uh, I'm so nervous about this. I want to know your process, baby. I want to know your process to writing these. Okay, so my process is... Start writing. (laughs) Okay, so my process for this was like... Yeah. If I overthink it... I'm not going to do it, right? Yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to write down what I'm thinking at the time and see if it makes sense. And I go hope back this is not it. a stream of consciousness book. <laughs> but like, I, I hope it worked out. 
I hope it worked out. So don't judge me, guys, too bad. <laughs> this isn't the best. I will be going first. Because Are I, you? I, I, yes. Okay. Because I'm not following you up on oh, this. No. Well, so he wrote, He was writing his while I was working on the, on the set, by the way. I loved your energy when you were... He got so excited when he was like writing it. He's like... <sighs> I just, I just don't know what ending I'm going to go with. I am thinking I should do something dark, but maybe I won't do it. Maybe I won't do go that dark. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen the meme of uh, Alyssa Edwards in Drag Race going like writing her jokes and she's going, oh, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't. Writing <laughs> <laughs> this the short horror story, well, and it I, made me so excited. We bit. didn't share our ideas though. We didn't. I, I really wanted to like actually like read it out to you, but you wouldn't let me do it. No. So. Um, I didn't. So I don't even know if it's good or not. I, I just know that I was happy while writing it. It's okay. It's yeah, okay. So. Um, I wrote mine this morning. Yes, you did. You took a bath and you wrote it in the bath. I had an idea. I will say this is not like a fresh idea. I've had this idea for a long time now. Just as kind of like, I never knew what I was going to do with it. It was just an idea. Um, so I wrote it out really quick in my notes app. It's not like... It's it's so shittily written that I think I'm just going to tell you off script. I think I'm just going to like tell it to you. Oh, you're not going to I oh. don't think I'm going to read it. I think it sounds too it's too bad to read. Okay. So I think I'm going to try to do like a like act it out. No, I'm not going to act it out, but I think I'm just going to I think I'm just going to tell you my story. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> so if you don't know, by the way, this is this is like our Mary Shelley challenge. And so we're, we each wrote a horror story. We're going to share these. And then you guys are going to vote on them, okay? You're going to tell us which one you like the best. Be kind, rewind. Be kind, rewind. And uh, I don't even, we didn't, what, what is our wager here? Our wager is whoever wins needs to take the other out on the most spectacular dates. I'm saying no hold, no bar, no bars hold. No holds barred. No holds barred. Yeah. No holds barred. Yeah. All out. So it's got to be great. Like maybe balloon ride or something like that. Okay. But don't be biased, guys. Okay. I want like, like be real about it. Okay. You're it's, it's up to you to vote. Okay. So when I clap my hands, all of the lights are going to go off and we're going to get real spooky with it. Okay. Are Let's you guys ready? Yeah, let's go. Hopefully these are like actually scary stories, so like it's effective. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. I'm a little nervous about this, so if you could hold my hand, I would appreciate it, Zachary. Uh, and fingers interlocked. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Andrew walked down the long hallway towards his dormitory room. It was late at night, and he was just returning from his research at the school library. It was quiet and cold, and he could only hear the soft padding of his loafers on the linoleum floor. He's a biology major studying for his exams, as well as something a bit more sinister. Andrew loved everything about the human anatomy, the dermis, the organs, the bones, and the brain. He studies incessantly and had even started visiting the school morgue to continue his private studies. He loves the convoluted story a dead body tells him. He could tell by the musculature of the corpse how active the person was in life, whether the person had been a laborer or whether they had labeled, 
labored over their computer. He could read the skin and the pockmarks of the body. He knew if, the, if they took care of themselves. If the person had been vitamin dis- deficient, if they had broken their leg at seven years old. He could tell the history of a person and their dead flesh. His favorite body was number M5690, but Andrew just called him Phineas. Finn for short. Finn was a mystery to Andrew, where Andrew has a special talent for reading the dead. Phineas has always been blank to him. He would sit for hours holding Phineas's cold hands, stiff with rigor mortis, and look into his wide, soft, milky eyes and wonder what had happened to him. There were no clear signs of death on the body. Perfectly preserved, he suspected Finn had fallen prey of a brain-related death, but couldn't bring himself to crack the pretty skull open and verify. Since science had failed to divulge the secret of Phineas's body, Andrew had turned to pseudoscience, the occult, death magic, necromancy. He opened the old, heavy door to his dormitory and started collecting what he needed. Seven white candles, one black and one red. He added three snake hearts, salt, human bone marrow, and a couple drops of his own blood into his avocado mortar. He sighed deeply. Andrew probably would have to get a new one after this. After a second thought, he added maraschino cherries for sweetness and bottled the concoction with three tablespoons of red wine, Cabernet Sauvignon to be exact. It was almost time. The moon was full in the sky. He checked his watch. 11.23 p.m. He had a little over half an hour to get to the morgue and conduct the ritual. The morgue was cold and welcoming. The smell of disinfectant, death, and lavender in the air. Andrew put his hand on the cold locker marked M5690. Despite the near-freezing temperature, his palms were sweaty and slippery as he pulled Phineas's slab out from the locker. Taking a deep breath, Andrew slowly raised the white cloth from Phineas's face and the face had changed. Instead of looking straight up, Finn's pale death gaze was on Andrew. For a moment, Andrew's heart leapt into his chest. But then he realized that Finn's milky eyes were as empty as they had ever been. He must have accidentally adjusted Finn's head. Taking special care not to disturb any other part of the body, he pulled the white cloth down, exposing Finn's muscular chest, bones outlined beneath the skin like braille. He took out the concoction and started painting the beautifully dead body. He drew circles around the eyes, painted the lips rouge, and marked the rest of the body with a series of glyphs he had carefully researched. He lit and arranged all seven white candles around the body, the black candle at the head and the red at his feet. Done, he stood back and took in his handiwork. It was beautiful. The red line spread over the white, stiff body in intricate waves. The candles bring flickering warmth to the frozen morgue. He checked his watch again. 11.57 p.m. He looked out the tall window and could see the moon, full. Its ghostly light flooding the room and hitting Phineas's marble body. Andrew stood to Phineas's right and started the necromantic incantation. I summon the spirit of the man before me. O goddess Hecate, hear my call. Bring him back. Restore his body, mind, and spirit. I summon the spirit of the man before me. O goddess Hecate, hear my call. Bring him back. Restore his body, mind, and spirit. I summon the spirit of the man before me. O goddess Hecate, hear my call. Bring him back. Restore his body, mind, and spirit. 
Andrew grabbed the knife at his belt and slashed his palm open, rivulets of blood welling up in his concave palm. Gently prying Finn's mouth open, he squeezed his palm, blood splattering on white teeth. Quickly covering his palm with several wads of tissue, Andrew took a step back and checked his watch. 0001 AM. When he looked back up, the slab was empty. He took a step back, startled, but knocked into something heavy and cold. His heart was beating wildly in his chest. He couldn't bring himself to turn around to view the work of his arcane creation. I've been waiting for you, Andrew. Andrew turned around and looked into Phineas's eyes. No longer milky, but dark red like blood. In them he saw his beginning, his end, his life, and his love. The end. Hopefully you can edit some of those parts out. Baby. That's creepy. I'm also concerned. I have concerns. I have questions, okay? I'm not a ride yeah. or die. I have questions like, where are we going? Can we get food on the way? You know? Like, um... <laughs> What's going on after this? I have to say, the, uh... The, the part that got me most was when he... He pulls the, the body out and pulls the sheep back, and the head is, like, looking at him. Like, that's some scary shit. <laughs> Where is it love? <laughs> well, that's also another question I have is, like, are you demented with this, necro- <laughs> with this necromancy shit? Like, what is happening I, with you, baby? I promise you I'm not a necrophiliac. And do I face this fate? Is that what I'm looking at? Is this what's happening to me? Yes. I will be doing necromantic incantation over your body, babe. That was weird. You, you can tell he's a romantic. Who? <laughs> you, Me? Because they're like, I looked into this beast's uh, red eyes, and I knew I was on my beginning, my end, and my love. <laughs> I just wanted something that was like not necessarily like scary, but like it felt practical, magicy, creepy. A little bit. It was yeah. creepy. Yeah. It was certainly creepy. Creepy and maybe a little bit romantic. I don't know. And I'm also a little bit jealous. I'm like, why be jealous, babe? I did not know you were gonna write a story like that. Well, I, I didn't know you were gonna have that you liked it. flowery language. You know, it was really good, buddy. I'm, I'm I'm here to impress. It know? was really really good. I did not. I I truly did not expect that. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. So, hmm. okay, well. <laughs> I feel like an idiot now. I'm really looking forward to it. I feel like an idiot because yours has this like well thought out language. And how did you come up with that? And we were only like, you took like two hours for this. An hour maybe. Same same for you, babe. Same for you. Well. Yeah. I did not write mine out like this. Um, Mine is, I judge, I, I, I'm just going to tell mine to you as like a friend telling a friend or a husband telling a husband. Or or if we're like at a bonfire and we're telling like scary stories. That's how I, I, I am going to pitch it to you only because I procrastinated and didn't write mine out like that. Now I'm real jealous and I'm real self-conscious. So Wait, don't. Alistair's already one. Already one. come out with like something amazing. So let's hear it, Zachary. Let's I promise you. I promise you it's not you know going to come out very amazing. I have cotton mouth right now, and we don't have water, so I'm using tequila. <laughs> you know what, sir? Pour me a little bit of tea. Give me a little bit of that blue stuff. 
Oh, you want some of the blue stuff? I want some of the blue stuff. I've always been a notoriously light sleeper, you know? It has to be dark in the room. It has to be quiet. Can't have the TV on. Even, like, a door opening and closing, like, real gently can wake me up, you know? And so, when I was about 15 or 16, and it's always been like this, right? So, like, when I was about 15 or 16, um, I fell asleep with the TV on, which is real unusual for me, because, again, real light sleeper. And it was, I knew it was October time. I remember it being October time because it was, uh, Fear Fest was on. And Fear Fest is this, like, Halloween kind of movie marathon that goes throughout October, leading up to Halloween. And The Exorcist was going to be coming on, so it must have been, like, near midnight. Because an advertisement for The Exorcist was coming on, like, The Exorcist up next, you know? Um, but I didn't make it to the beginning of The Exorcist before I fell asleep. And I remember my bedroom light being off, but the TV was on. And I think I just dozed off. I was real tired. And I dozed off, and next thing I know, I was waking up to these sounds, these, like, pattering of, uh, of... The scene where Father Karras throws himself out of Reagan McNeil's bedroom window and falls down the exorcist steps, which were called the Hitchcock steps in Georgetown at the time. And so it's his body just like pattering and falling down these stairs, like hitting these stairs. And I, I woke up startled to the sound, real, real loud sound. And I like reached around for my, for my remote just instinctually and grabbed my remote and turned the TV off real quick, real quick. I just woke up in a startle, so I was like, you know, I was breathing real heavy. I just like had to calm myself. And when the TV went off, the light with the TV went off too. And my bedroom was dark, but I had this this orange glow from a street lamp that was right outside of our house. And it was um, one of like, I think like three street lamps on our street, on our, our, our street in our neighborhood. And it was right in front of our house, and so it always shined some orange glow through through my bedroom window. And we had this this house on one level, and my bedroom was right in front of the house, and so it was facing the street. And I had to calm myself, and I just kind of looked at the, the orange glow to kind of like center myself and get myself just back down, okay, so I could go back to sleep, right? Because it startled me awake. And as I was sitting there and breathing... I could still hear this pattering, this pattering that sounded like like the movie, you know, it blended with the movie, and I was, I, the TV was off, and I couldn't tell if it was coming from outside or inside, so I turned my, I turned my focus to my bedroom door, and my parents usually went to sleep pretty early, right, and I'd stayed up and watched scary movies until like midnight. And so I knew my parents were asleep, and I was listening real hard. Maybe my parents were awake, or both of them were awake, or one of them, I don't know. So I listened real hard and strained my, my hearing for it, and uh, all I could hear was this ambient, like, humming that is normal in a house, you know? And everybody sounded like everybody was asleep. I couldn't hear any sort of, like, pattering, and I turned my attention towards the window um, where this orange light was coming through, and I could hear it. I could hear that pattering. And so it was coming from outside, but it was real distant, you know, and had just barely like gone under under the uh, this the pattering from the movie, and it sounded like pretty similar to it. But the the pattering, I could tell it wasn't like a pattering; it was more of a rattling, you know. And so I 
I just sat there and I, I remember listening to it for a good while and just hearing this rattling and I couldn't tell what it was and it was distant and now we lived our neighborhood was a pretty quiet like residential suburban neighborhood right um we were in an hoa so like this was near 3 a.m the exorcist is like a two and a half hour movie and it's like near 3 a.m when this movie must have been done and 3 a.m in an hoa like you're not supposed to have loud noises you can't have parties you can't have things like that um otherwise your neighbor's telling you (laughs) And so this just felt out of place that this rattling would be outside. And so I went over to the window and I pulled down the blinds a little bit and I looked out. And because, like I said, the street lamp was right in front of our house, it had this like patch of light right in front of our house. But beyond that, I couldn't see anything. And usually I can see down the street. I can see up the street. Our house is like right in the center. But because it's not Tom, I can only see this patch of light. I can't see anything beyond it. So I'm looking to the left, looking down the street. And I'm trying to listen, and I can't hear anything. And then I turn to the right, and I can hear it. I can hear that rattling. The, it's sort of like... <laughs> it's like rattling, but it's like real faint. But it's coming closer, and I can tell it's getting nearer. And it's getting louder. And I'm, as it's getting louder, I can hear it a little bit more distinctly. And I can't... I can't, I, I can't decide what it is. And so I start thinking of all of the things that it might be. Like our neighbor had this car that used to just choke out on itself. And it sounded like that. It sounded like it was choking. But he'd had it parked in his, in his garage with, a, with, a, with the tarp over it for the past year. And every house had like an AC unit that would kind of start up. You know how an AC unit start up? Yeah. Um, but it didn't sound like that. It was just this rattling. And so I strained real hard to like listen to what was coming. And I could hear it coming closer. And then, finally, I keep my, my eyes focused on this like, but where the, where the light meets the dark, where it like transitions into the dark. And from the dark comes this shopping cart, this random like Walmart shopping cart. And I realize it's the wheels, that rattling is like, the wheels of the shopping cart against the asphalt of the street you know what that sounds like right and it's like coming not slowly not fast but like a, at a real like purposeful pace and as soon as it enters the enters the light so is so does a person pushing it and it's this this woman and she's real tall like unnaturally tall and she's real skinny and i could maybe it maybe it's how skinny she was that made her so tall looking but she's real skinny and she's like hunched over the shopping cart and she's pushing the shopping cart like with real purpose and her like ribs are protruding and she's real dirty and her hair's like slicked back and pushed behind her ears and she's like looking straight forward as she's pushing the shopping cart and what startled me was that she was all naked like completely naked She's like pushing the shopping cart and her skin was so thin. I remember her skin just being paper thin, thinner than paper. And as she walked and as her joints moved, I could see her bones and her joints just like moving, you know, like mechanically almost. As she's pushing with like real purpose, the shopping cart down the street, down the center of the street. And it startled me so bad that I, I like pushed myself from the window and like pushed myself back a little bit and I almost went for my bedroom door and it just felt something in my, my like the pit of my stomach just felt wrong something felt real wrong like she shouldn't be there she shouldn't be here right now it's 3am you know she shouldn't be here um should I get help should I go wake my parents up should I get her some help maybe she needs some help 
but I felt like real wrong about this whole thing. I felt like something was real, real dark. And so I went over, I, I crouched down and I like kind of like hobbled over to uh, the window again. And I went to like the bottom, the, the, the last blind at the very bottom, just, and I, I peeked through just again so that like if I peeked through, like nobody would see me kind of like pushing a blind down if it was a little bit higher. So I got real low and I pulled the blind down and I saw her. And she was frozen mid-push with a shopping cart right as she was about to go back into the darkness on the opposite end from which she came. And she was just frozen in place. And I could see her back facing the house and still hunched over. And her neck was almost like an S kind of pushing forward. As she, was, as she had been looking for it, except she wasn't looking forward anymore. Her head was turned completely around, facing my window. And not only was she facing my window, her head facing my window while her body was facing the opposite, the opposite way, but her eyes were fixed on mine. Like, I'd met her gaze, and her eyes were big, big circles, like deep in her and deep set in her face and her eyes were wild and they just looked so angry but her face the rest of her face was just completely blank but her eyes were just angry and she was staring at me with such fury and i just i couldn't break away from her gaze i couldn't break away from just i was staring at her and she was staring at me we stood there for a long time and i just couldn't like she can't be looking at me. It's too dark. She can't see me. She can't see me. But she was. her eyes were staring straight into mine from across the way. And finally, she like swings her shopping cart back around and like charges towards my house, towards my window. And I like fall backwards and uh, I like run out of my bedroom door. I didn't look back out my window, run out of my bedroom door, run straight to my parents' room. And I like flip on the light and I'm, I, I wake them up. And my mom wakes up, jumps out of bed, runs over to me. My dad jumps out of bed, runs over to me. And I just couldn't even get like a, like a sentence out, I, like a full sentence. I just kept saying words. I'm just like a woman outside the shopping cart. You just come and you know, I, I couldn't say anything. I felt like I was just like speaking in, in, in gibberish and, and like nobody could understand me. And they were, my parents were both trying to calm me down. And as they were trying to calm me down, uh, the doorbell rings, the sharp, shrill, ring that cuts through the silence of the house and like it feels like like tugs me from the back of the shirt is what it felt like and we all just kind of go silent and look towards the hallway my dad grabs his gun and goes straight for the door and i'm like pleading with him please 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 don't please don't please don't something feels wrong this feels wrong please like don't answer that door just don't open that door please don't open that door and we me and my mom follow him all the way to the front door i'm like begging him please please please, please, please don't open it don't open it expecting to see this woman he looks at the peephole and he turns back to us and he's like well nobody's there i don't see anybody it's probably kids you know um like little shitheads uh just playing pranks so he opens the door has his gun and he's like fully ready to scare somebody and there's nobody there and we all see that nobody's there i just couldn't shake that feeling that something was wrong he shouldn't have opened that door he should have kept that door closed. When he opened that door, something was wrong. And he closed the door. He locked it. And, and they asked me, well, did you have your TV on when when you went to sleep? And I said, yeah. And I explained to them 
you know, when I woke up, the exorcist was on and they're like, well, that's it. You know, I described to them what I'd seen. They're like a woman turning her head around. Well, that's the exorcist, you know, and the exorcist, there's a little girl who like turns her head completely around. And it makes sense to me too. You know, I, whatever was going on in that movie had gotten into my dreams or I'd woken up at that point or something and so we all dispersed. They went to bed. I went to bed. And I made sure the TV was still off. And I, I stared at this orange light. For the longest time, I was, I was trying to go to sleep. I just felt like something wrong. I was like, it probably was this movie. It's probably like got into some sort of psyche or something. I don't freaking know. But like, that's probably what it was logically. But something just feels wrong, you know. I just stare at this orange light at like the the bottom of my window kind of pouring in I just stare there until until I can feel myself starting to doze off and you know when you doze off your your eyes kind of close but open a little bit and they close and then during one of those times that my eyes opened I, I, I could see something peripherally and I like turned my head to the foot of my bed at the foot of my bed I saw these just long fingers bony fingers, dirty fingernails, just like gripping my sheets, like pulling my sheets off of me almost, like real slow and real angrily. And between these two gripping fists, I could see the woman from about the nose up and her eyes just wide and staring at me, staring straight into my eyes and just angry. And she's just angry and pulling my sheets off, pulling them towards her. And she starts to lift her head. And then I don't know anything else. I <laughs> ran out of my story there. That was creepy. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. I think such don't, a, don't be surprised if I have nightmares. Tonight. You're such a bullshitter. You're such a bullshitter. It's not as I'm good not. as his. Oh I God. know it. Good. Nobody likes people who self-deprecate. So. It's stupid, I know. I should have written it out. And that teaches me to procrastinate again. I shouldn't procrastinate. But, you, so, okay, so the inspiration for mine, right, was the, um, the, uh, well, let's turn the light on real quick. Yeah, that story's not anything new. I've actually thought about it for a while now. It was our old house, is what I was picturing. Well, I thought about it a long time ago. Do you remember our guest bedroom? Yeah. Um, and how the, we, where we had the bed versus, like, right next to the window and the, the, we had like a street lamp right in front of our, our house. I remember that. Yeah, and it would always like pour this orange light into into our into that guest bedroom. And so I was picturing sort of a story about I don't know somebody sleeping in that guest bedroom or like a teenager who, who that was his room. And um, one night he he hears this like shopping cart down the on the street and, and goes and looks out the window and sees somebody some woman pushing a shopping cart and. Uh, and it's all good and fine until she sees him looking at her. And when she sees him looking at her, oh, I'm boring the shit out of you. No, 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 sorry, 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 sorry. That was she, When she sees him looking at her, um, then she comes to the window every single night. But you're just not supposed to open the, open the door after midnight. And when you open the door after midnight, she can get in. Let her in. So something like that. Well, baby, I'm so happy to have done this Mary Shelley competition with you. We haven't done like a, a good like creative night in a while. No, we have not. No, we have not. Um, uh, this was really nice. We like came up with a couple of stories. We got creative with it. Next it was time. nice. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And you know what? Vote for Alistair. It's not going to hurt my feelings. Vote uh, for Zachary. 
It will hurt my feelings. I'm uh, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I hurt my feelings too. Guys. So, like choose wisely. Um, no, 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 no. Either really. way, feelings are going to be hurt. Leave your vote down in the comments below, and if you're listening on a podcast platform, make sure you go to YouTube, the YouTube version of this this podcast and uh, vote for your favorite story time down in the. I forgot Brando was in here. He just bumped my chair. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> We've been conjuring spirits in this house all night. <laughs> um, yeah, vote for your favorite story and. Uh, Maybe we'll do another story time another a little bit later. But we are finally in in we are finally set up in our studio. We've got the new set. We've got um, we're, the rest of the house is another story. But we finally got the new set. We can. We're really hoping to start getting back into story times again, where we do like I really want to cover Anna Nicole Smith. We really want to cover the the diver, the Olympic. Uh, is he an Olympic diver? Yes, uh, uh, Greg Luganis. Greg Luganis, and like yeah, just different stories, you know, and, and tell people's different stories. And so this for, coming Friday, we're going to be taking a gap Friday. <laughs> shocker, shocker! But we're coming back next Friday with a story, and so we'll uh, we'll see you then. We're but, looking forward to it. And then every Monday, we're going to try to keep up with the news segments on every Monday, the yep. morning show. So. I'll be at work. Next Friday. He's leaving, that's why me. I'm not, he's leaving me that's again. Why I'm not again. It's my fault. It's okay. I love you, baby. And uh, if you have enjoyed this podcast, if you've enjoyed this Halloween special, give, give us a five star rating on on Apple Podcasts on Spotify. It really helps us out. Yeah. If if you want to comment on YouTube, comment, like, please. We always appreciate it. Yes. And uh, happy Halloween. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> Two free pillows. I'm very, I'm very, I'm very drunk. <laughs> okay, let's cheers to the night. This, do you know how much freaking tequila you poured in this? This is, this feels like, this feels like what a biology major would put into my drink, and it's some sort of like formaldehyde or something. It is formaldehyde.